Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome to episode one. I am so excited to share that we have an incredible guest today, Amy Van Heron. She is a mom of two incredible kids, social media and marketing guru, founder of Van Heron Creative, as well as a phenomenal storyteller and blogger. In this episode, Amy shares about living with intention, dancing through life as a successful entrepreneur, mom, and wife, embracing the chaos. And she also talks about creating her new app called Pump Spotting, which was birthed from her experience as a mom, fusing with her creativity and passion in her work. I'm so excited for you to listen. You are in for a treat. If you have any comments, questions, or are interested in contacting me, feel free to tune in at anniewagner.com. Enjoy. So I'm Annie Wagner of Core Nourishment, and this is episode one of my podcast, my first podcast ever. Um, I was inspired to do a podcast after having the opportunity to be Chris Dempsey's of Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast first guest. So Amy Van Heron, you are my first guest, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. I'm going to give a little introduction, and then Yay. I'm going to ask you to dive in. I'm so honored to be your first guest. Thanks yeah. for having me. My pleasure. Yes, you are. You just embody the kind of person that I wanted to flow in conversation with. So that's really what I see happening here in our time together. Um, Amy Van Heron is the founder of Van Heron Creative. She is an absolutely incredible, inspiring mom, entrepreneur. Um, She has been one of my yoga students and you are a dear friend and you recently and are in the process of launching this app called Pump Spotting, which I can't wait for you to share and talk about, as well as your blogger. And that's what I love when I was going through your website again, which is for those of you who would like to check it out, vanherencreative.com. I strongly encourage you to check it out. She is a storyteller and that's what she writes on that. She's a professional storyteller. She helps other organizations and companies find their voice and social voice and is absolutely gifted in doing so. And thank you, Amy, for being here. So what I'd love for you to do as a storyteller is share, share your story, share your own personal story and what led you to do the work that you do. Thanks, Annie. Gosh, I hope that uh, in telling my own story, I can live up to that exceptional introduction. Yes. Um, well, I'm so honored to be here. I think it's phenomenal that you're moving into podcasting because you just have such a voice and you give voice to so many mothers and so many women out there. And I just think you're a gift yourself Thank to the you. world. And so Thank I am really excited to hear where you go with this and I'm honored to be here in the studio with you. All right, so my story, that sounds sort of big and vague. (laughs) What is the story of Amy Van Heron? Um, No, I think it's true. I think I'm a storyteller. I think that's a, you know, kind of an overused term 
in some words for so many people. Um, so but, how do you define it? <laughs> well, I think for me, it's sort of always been looking to define things and describe things. And uh, I'm sort of obsessed and absorbed with the creative process. And I think I have been since I was a little kid, even if I didn't really know that's what I was doing. Always sort of drawn to, uh, you know, how things come together. Mm-hmm. Um you know, really taking in the essence of something and looking for the bits and pieces and, and, you know, how do you make your own story as part of that? And how does it impact you, whether that's music or whether that's, you know, television or just the experiences you have? What is it that relates to you? And how do you kind of put those together to convey something and um, turn it into something else to sort Mm -hmm. of make something? And so, you know, I grew up, I think, doing many things, writing and Starring in operas, I can't sing a lick, but... Was oh my <laughs> gosh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> Starring in operas. Yeah, how, it was how like Persephone. I was like a sea creature. Uh, I think <laughs> I was 10. Okay. Yeah, I actually think I won an award. That's not not for Amy, my singing. That's huge. Yeah, not really. It's just, you know, like a children's opera, but um, I, I was always an overachiever even then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, so I did a fair amount of theater and uh, writing and just... Um, really looking for creative endeavors and things. And then I think in my adult life, as I got older, I really loved the art of writing and I love telling stories, but I love telling other people's stories almost mm. more than my own. Mm. You know, I loved um, being able to kind of step into other people's lives and sort of see who they were and what they were doing. And um, so, you know, I got my MFA in creative nonfiction at the university of New Hampshire and learned an immense amount there. And, mm. you know, I, um, wrote my thesis on a, I followed the, the mountain rescue service, the team up in the white mountains who go into the most intense situations to save and rescue hikers who've gotten into trouble and sort of slipping on that, um, life and being part of them was really interesting. And then, you know, um, the world of social media sort of exploded and became a new form of storytelling. And, and, you know, in the beginning, I think I was just intrigued because it was new, Mm -hmm. you know, how are people telling, brands telling stories and individuals and what is this space and the way to kind of connect and interact. And I found it somewhat intriguing and and got into it. And, you know, a decade later, it continues to surprise me and be interesting and compelling. And I just, um, you know, technology is kind of crazy, but I really do love the way it sort of opened the door to creativity Mm, for mm. so many people and so many things. And so that's kind of what I, what I do now is, is think about, how, uh, you know, brands and people can tell their story and connect with people in the digital space and sort of all the forms that takes. I don't know. Is that what you wanted That's to beautiful. know? No, it's awesome. About my That's life awesome story so far. Yeah. And I love the way you said that you just love to dive into and tell other people's stories. Um, because I, as you know, in my work, I love, I love to hold space for people to tell their stories. And so it's just, I was thinking about how, how many incredible people I know in different um, in different ways, how you can hold space for people and you're holding space for people to dive like creatively into their story and to be able to learn how to express it um, and show up, whether it's through Instagram or Facebook or, you know, all those social media platforms are through writing in a whole different way and kind of helping them to dissect that. And you're so brilliant. You're so good at that. So that's awesome. Nice of you to say. I mean, I I think it's, it's fun. I think it's an honor in a way, you know, I think sometimes there's a lot of negativity around can be around social media and what it means for us being so connected to our phones. And I certainly, you know, 
understand and relate and feel the dark side of technology or the mm. downside. But the, you know, to me, the upside there, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that on Instagram or through a blog or um, podcast that I don't find something interesting going on mm. or someone who's taken to express something in a different way. There's a Instagram account um, that a good friend, Allie, introduced me to called Taste of Streep. And it's essentially an artist um, photoshops Meryl Streep into every configuration of food you could ask for. And it's just so oh my gosh, that's awesome. funny <laughs> and creative and amazing. And sometimes even just, you know, whether it's moms or certain people sort of seeing the world through the focused lens of Instagram, for example, I think has, um, I just find it really interesting and really intriguing. And, um, you know, so I try and embrace that and figure out how I can help people do more of that. Um, Yeah, which I, which I really appreciate, like hearing you say, it's like, you know, obviously through your mission and your work, you're, you take that approach very naturally, like, all right, embracing this and how can you leverage it um, for everyone else's benefit and your benefit. Um, and I appreciate hearing that because I, I definitely have found myself um, like very resistant at times mm. to, to technology and, and the social media world um, because, because a few things, because I'm, I don't really know it. It's like scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I navigate this? Um, and then also because of what you were kind of referred to a little bit ago, which is finding that, I guess, finding the loving boundaries with it. Like it's such an, it can be so useful and beneficial mm-hmm. and, and helping us to get our voices and our brands out there. And, um, and at the same time, um, there are moments where it can I can catch myself like is this serving me or is this energy kind of energy sucking? Is it am I in comparison zone? Am I um, could I be using my time and energy more effectively? Like those things. So what how like what do you what would you say or how would you kind of speak to that in in your work life as well as I'm curious in your personal life finding that boundary between because so much of your work is through like being connected to social media and and your phone, I'm sure, and the computer. Sure. So, Yeah, it can be challenging, but I think um, I'm going to sort of echo back your favorite thing to say is the whole, (laughs) the the live with intention. Mm. And I think um, for me, that really translates to the social space too, whether it's professional or personal, is that choose your, you know, energy and time wisely and Mm -hmm. with intention in terms of what you're going to do. You know, if you're a brand, you don't have to be on every social media platform. You don't have to try and do everything. You have to think, who are you talking to and what do you want to convey in terms of who you are and, you know, what is the platform to tell that story or to make that happen? So Mm. for every brand, it's different, you know, whether that's in person in an event and sort of an on the ground experience or whether that's visual through Instagram or, you know, podcasting, whether it's talking to people, I think it's really thinking clearly about what you want to convey and the connection you want to have with people and then focusing your time and energy in terms of making that happen and not getting swayed by the rest of it. Because, of course, we all know you can log on to Facebook and, you know, go down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll disappear into what you can search and find. And so I think it's, um, you know, thinking really intentionally about your focus and what you want to convey and then really making yourself stick to it. Yeah. I think that's easier said than done. Certainly professionally, I'm probably better at it because it's my job to really help people think about that and to think. And um, I actually, it's one of the things I love most about work is the different brands that I work with and getting to think, you know, what is it that makes this story amazing for the different brands? Mm, You know, I work with a a lot of food brands and um, 
each, you know, they all sell food. So in some capacity, they're all doing the same thing, but it's so intimate and so different with each of the people that consume it. And so I really love kind of putting on the different costumes and thinking about how can we creatively make an impact and make that happen. And personally, oh man, I don't know. I think it's really, I have two, you know, little kids, they're young, four and two, and um, they certainly keep me busy and on my toes. And, and I think we think a lot about how much time I spend on the phone and I do social media is 24 seven. So to some extent, it's really hard for me to disconnect and to not always be somewhat conscious of what's going on or, you know, Mm -hmm. could something be happening? And I think over time I get better and better at building boundaries and, you know, trying to set limitations and, you know, I try really hard not to be on the phone when my time is with them. So, you know, I try, I got an office out of the house, for example, when I started to grow and that was incredibly helpful for me because then when I'm home, it doesn't have to be that the computer's always on the table, you know, next to the toys Mm -hmm. and the dinner and that sort of that separation of space for me has been really helpful. And then, you know, it's just forcing myself to be selective and to really think about, um, you know, with such limited time asking myself, is this really, is this really where I want to be spending it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you bring up your your two kids, Amy. Um, and thank you for sharing that because I, in my mind, I'm like, does Amy block her time? Like, does she have like clear, you know, and I, I know you and I've talked in the past. Um, well, I have about, really, like, really, really <laughs> organized to-do lists. <laughs> yes. That's yes. one thing that keeps me insane. Yeah. Or sane. Sane. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe insane. Sometimes, sometimes. insane. <laughs> A little bit right. of both. Yes. Mm. So, you know, touching upon that, like you as mom and then you as you know, your entrepreneur, um, you know, your many hats that you wear. What, um, how do you find being a mom really fuels you in, in like what skills would you say like from being a mom that you're able to bring into your work and how are they connected? Yeah, I think I, I think I sort of live in a gray area where nothing is separate and I, and I embrace that. I'm kind of okay with that. Um, so I think being an entrepreneur and bring a mom for me are really interconnected it's sort of every day there's a new normal and, you know, things come up fast and furious and you have to adjust. And one day may be really heavily kid focused and the next day may be, I may only see my kids for a few minutes a day. And I have to kind of just embrace that in the long run, that it's all going to net out in a good space. And um, I think, you know, being an entrepreneur, I think I've always sort of been that way. Mm-hmm. Like yes. even before I would have defined myself as being an entrepreneur and, starting a business and sort of putting that real official stake in the ground. I think mm-hmm. I was someone who always sought to grow and build and I find love that about you. <laughs> it's definitely something I tuned into right away when, when I met you. It's really inspiring. And also my Achilles heel. You know what I mean? I think yeah, all of us as entrepreneurs, right. the fact you can't turn it off. Mm, like yeah. I think that's my biggest, I know now I'm jumping all over the place, but my no, biggest is challenge is it. really um, turning anything off. Like it's so passionate and so involved in what I'm doing, whether that's being a mom or the business, that sometimes it's just all in all the time and it's somewhat exhausting. Yeah. You know, there's like the restoring piece of it for me is really challenging, which is why I'm constantly (laughs) turning to Annie to (laughs) try and find that sanity again. But um, I think partially being an entrepreneur has allowed me to be really nimble, which is sort of what being a mother is. Mm. And, you know, you don't know how to be a mom. So you are an entrepreneur 
as a mom. It's like a whole big adventure. Every yes. day is different yeah. and um, you know, you're shaping something and you're growing something and you're you're figuring out where to invest and um how to build. And I think that they for me they're really connected and I and I sort of love the similarities of them. And I think my husband's also um he's a contractor and so both of us work for ourselves and we kind of have a different um setup day to day than where I grew up, sort of the functional my dad worked you know, nine to five really standard routine. And yeah, very much so. And we're, we're a bit more fluent, I would say, you mm-hmm. know, bouncing from day to day and all that stuff. But I sort of love having my kids grow up, seeing us working, seeing us at home, sort of just being part of all of it and realizing that life is not this or that. It's mm-hmm. not that mom's at work and that's a bad thing. It's that, you know, mom goes to work, we go to school, we all do things we love and we come back at the end of the day and talk about it. I love that. That's beautiful, Amy, because I'm visualizing this dance. It's like, it, yeah, you and your husband have created created your own like individual and I, I'd like to believe that everyone has their own dance, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I really just got that visual of you and your two kids and that you said like, you know, we, we go to work and we are, and kids go to school. We're all doing things we love. To me, I think that that is so vital and nutritive to life is, you know, ideally that everyone, I just like knocked my nose on the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> that was great. But ideally we're, we're all choosing to do things that, that really fuel us and um, help us again, as you mentioned earlier, live with intention and purpose. And um, so you, you strike but me I as think- someone who's done that your whole life, like with, with what you choose to do. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily comes easy at all um, to everyone. And we all have been flowing in and out of that. Um, but I was just, I wanted to note, and then I want to hear what you're going to say that I, I love that you do that as a role model for your kids because you know, as someone who relates in some way, you know, to be doing work that I love and I feel so grateful to be feeling core nourishment and, um, and showing up every day and present with my clients and people and groups, you know, that I hope for my kids that they can pick up on that and lo- and see me as doing something that really, um, feels like greater than me and that, you know, I'm helping to positively inspire other people. And, and yeah, a lot of my intention with doing the work that I do is related to being a mom. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I think the same thing. I think, um, well, one thing I was going to say is that, you know, when you describe it, it sounds so dreamy and the oh, re- I know. you know, You're right. the reality is, <laughs> yeah, that some days that dance is, is, is you're clodding along. Yes, yeah. You totally. know, like you're off step with your partner mm. and you know, the kids are, they've totally fallen off the stage, you know, not literally, <laughs> but um, yeah. there are those moments where the dance feels less than graceful. Right. You're stepping on toes and right. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think one of the things I love, you, you know, you, and there's so many women in my life that are in so many different phases mm. that I keep seeking, you know, my good friends and some of the business women that I'm super inspired by and just thinking like, we're all doing this dance in different ways and there's no right way to do it. And not really getting caught up in that whole, like doing it all or, you know, my winning at the balance game, but just like, you know, how, we just keep moving. Am I just, is the music still playing? And yeah, I love that. I don't know why I'm extending this metaphor no, so no, long, I but love it. keeping on it, you know? It's great. And it's true because um, I, I there's a whole idea of like striving for balance, you know, that, and I've, I've discussed this with lots of clients. I've really 
contemplated it myself and and I I what's really starting to resonate is to realize I don't know if I don't know if there there really is a perfect mm. balance it's actually just learning as you said to ebb and flow in between both and just you know keeping it at the center um, but I think it's learning to embrace the imbalance and being present and as you said earlier like really living in intention with each moment um, as much as you can so I want to go back to a little bit of what you said you know the reality of it's not always dreamy and yes we ideally want it to be though my Instagram account makes my, it look really yeah, creamy right? <laughs> it does yeah, I love your Instagram account um, it's like oh I want to be like speaking that. of speaking of focused intentional storytelling yeah. yes put your best foot forward even on the days when you're not mm, and that's an interesting Sorry. aspect of social media I find um yeah something I want to touch upon but I want to go back for a second so earlier you were talking about the struggle at times to restore yourself, you know, mm. that there are times where you are absolutely exhausted, understandably. Um, and I can relate. So how do you restore yourself? How does Amy Van Haren, like not, not entrepreneur, Amy, not social media guru, like how do you personally take care of you and nourish your soul? Well, I think I'm really bad at the actual restoration in terms of what I probably should do. I don't get enough sleep mm, ever. I don't like that word bad, Amy. You know that. <laughs> well, okay. I'm still no, learning. It's a work in progress yes. <laughs> um, in terms of sort of the physical restoration that I think I need. Mm. Um, you know, I try and meditate here and there, but I fall off the wagon and, um, you know, we eat pretty well overall. I think nutrition plays a pretty big role in keeping me going. I think, um, you know, I did a cleanse with you while I was pregnant and sort of tuning into what I eat and how it fuels me mm -hmm. has been really instrumental in carrying on even when I'm totally exhausted and um, everything's falling apart. I think at its core, still trying to eat pretty well yeah. to build that because then it's almost like, you, you know, you can't do everything. So if I can't exercise, you know, I'm chasing the kids and that's keeping me somewhat moving and, you know, I move around so much for work that that's there. Um, and if I'm not getting sleep and you know, if I'm going, going, going all the time, then what I can control is making sure I'm eating things that sort of support that and, and fuel that. Um, mm. I think that I do it in fits and, and starts. And so that, you know, this past weekend we took a, uh, we've lived in Maine for almost seven years and we've hardly gone anywhere. And so my friends uh, like to tease that I'm not a real Mainer. And so we just <laughs> took an, you know, this on a whim this past weekend, we had kind of an off, family week and we all went up north to a really quaint cute little main town and wandered around and um you know looked at the boats and and so in those moments is when I really restore when I'm able to completely disconnect and you know as I build a team and people around me who are mm -hmm. really exceptional I can start to rely on them more to take mm -hmm. on more of the weight and to not be so concerned about letting things go and kind of stepping away from them and so I think for me it's sort of like filling up in those moments where, where I have the opportunity to do it both with my kids, you know, and then today it's like, I really miss my kids because yeah. I just spent yeah. all this intensive Quality time time with mm, them. Yeah. With yeah. them. And I, you know, most of the time I try and feel really present in the moment. I, uh, I could, the big thing for me is like, I love to sit on the floor and I feel like if I'm on the floor with my kids for me, everyone's different, but it's mm. like, that's my way of feeling present really and connected them. to them yeah I love that like kind of coming and meeting them at their level and just being yeah playing with them yeah so I did a lot of that this weekend and then that kind of restores me and then but you know and then I got three hours of sleep last night mm, so it's like yeah. it just wow. isn't yeah but I think as you said I mean I'm really built that way you are a high achiever you are a like <laughs> when I think of 
And I, I feel it's like I'm surrounded by a lot of high achievers and, and I consider myself one. So yes, yeah. um, it is interesting when you know you thrive on on like having all these things that you're completely passionate about and 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 really fueling your dreams with, um, including your family. I love that that vision that you guys just took this weekend to do that. So I want to know, like kids aside, maybe even before kids, mm. before you, you started your own business, um, what like what is one thing and you may not do it right now. What is one thing that you would like? What, what's one thing that really ignited you and um, like a hobby or just, you know, <laughs> who has time for I those? Know, okay, I before before when I had time for. hobbies. Yeah, I'm just curious. Um, well, I'm a huge movie fan. Huge awesome. movie fan. Love I usually it. win at that game of, you know, who starred and what. And, yeah. Um, I actually watch a lot of movies. We didn't have cable TV growing mm-hmm. up because we lived pretty far out in the country. Our neighbors were, you know, pretty far away and couldn't run the cable lines up to our house. And so my mom, like movies were a big thing we did as a family. And uh, to the point of this is one of my favorite things my mom did with us is she used to uh, call us in sick Every now and again. Oh my God. Until the school district. (laughs) Yeah. And she would take us to the movies. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And that sort of escape. And so I think, um, I still to this day really love movies and television. And, and I think as I've gotten older, it's, I still love the escape and just the form and I love all manners of movies, but I also, you know, there's so much storytelling in it. I was about to say, it's so perfect. Of course. Storytelling is magnificent. Yeah, Yeah. That I'm really drawn to good characters and, you know, so I, I would say that that's an escape for me. It's still yeah. going to the movies. Like I, like I think because of what my mom did for us as we were kids, I still, it's like a warm feeling if I ever, rarely, but if I ever have a week where I have just like a tiny lull in my schedule, I will go to the movies by myself in the middle of the day. And that's just like dreamy. That's awesome. So what's your, like if, I know it's sometimes hard to think of the, the favorite, but what's one of your favorites? What's the first one to pop into mind? I really like Finding Neverland. Oh, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. Such a sweet Magical. movie. Such like warm, feel good. Mm-hmm. Are you a crier? Do you cry at movies easily? I sometimes. Yeah. You know, I cry more at movies. I'm more almost emotional if there's movies about kids who are lonely or oh, people who are yeah. sort of, I'm, I sort of like, that's what gets me the mm. most is movies where they're about someone who's an outsider or disconnected or, or really almost like painfully empathetic mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. being left out of something. Yeah. Like, uh, do you ever see the movie? I think it's Little Man Tate with Jodie oh Foster. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I haven't thought of that movie in a long time. I literally just felt a pang in my heart when you mentioned that movie because it definitely is one of those. It's yeah. it's just heart-wrenching the mm. scene where the kid has a birthday party and invites everybody and nobody comes. I know. Like I think, I don't know why That's that to me is like pure. That's like I, every person who's ever had that experience, my empathetic side wants yeah. to just like wrap them up and big hug. Yeah. yeah so I cry, totally. I cry at things like that mm-hmm. more than I cry at say I don't know, like tear jerkers sometimes get me, but yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. That shows your compassion, your empathy and your compassion side. I love that. So I, I thank you. That was awesome. Just to explore, um, which totally makes sense to me with you because movies, storytelling, here you are, um, and embracing storytelling in your life in so many, in so many ways. I'm also a sucker. I have to say this. I'm also a huge sucker for British comedies oh yes and french romantic comedies are oh, probably even better yeah yeah, with yeah subtitles and everything they have this like wacky sensibility that's sorry great. now you got me thinking about it so I thinking of it. all the the <laughs> outlets and so that's kind of i love movies like that because they're they're a little outside the box mm-hmm. in terms of what you would think of but they're they're still just like warm that's great 
Yeah. I don't choose to spend a lot of my downtime being depressed. Yeah. I'll say that. I choose yeah. to, I choose to read books or watch things. I mean, other than Game of Thrones or some good television. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the choices about living intentionally for me is choosing mostly positive experiences. Yeah. Which is so something I've really, I've really studied a lot, as you know, like I'm a psych, I was a psychology yes. major in college. Um, and in my work, yes, I love diving into nutrition with my clients and groups. Um, and yet like what it's Tony Robbins who says mm. 80% of success in life. So whether you're yes, an entrepreneur or, um, you know, whatever job you, you do or mission you choose, um, or a parent, like 80% of success is the psychology and the mindset. Mm. And I love that. And then the 20% is the strategy and the, um, the skills that you learn. And, and I love thinking about that in just terms of that approach in life and you saying like, you know, I choose, I don't tend to choose depression. And yeah, it's like that, that idea that we like every single moment we have a choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, so in, in that, in that mind mindset, um, when you've struggled in your life or struggled with your finding the, the rise out of the, mm-hmm. maybe the chaos in the balance mm-hmm. um, equation or pendulum, um, yeah, it's like tell me tell me more about like how do you when you do feel like really overwhelmed, Amy, with like maybe eight different projects going on, um, and I know that you want to pour absolutely one hundred ten percent into each mm-hmm. one, and the people you're working with, um, as well as be one hundred ten percent there for your, your kids and for your husband. Um, what do you? And it might be similar to what we just talked about, but I'm just curious. Like it's that whole thing that struggle leads us to success mm-hmm. when we can choose. Um, like how we react. So mm-hmm. to be proactive and move through this or to just stay frozen and stuck and not to say you don't have those moments, but right. yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for people in those moments or by sharing your you know, experience? I think everybody's probably pretty different in terms of, for me, I tend to be really bad at it. And I know you hate the word bad. <laughs> no, it's but, okay. Um, I, I don't know how to turn it off. I, mm. I don't. Yeah. I don't have an off switch. And I really don't have a dimmer switch mm-hmm. half the time for me in terms of anything that I do. Um, and, and so I think the universe almost has conspired to understand that about me. And, I, you know, I was thinking about it actually the other day. I think it's a bit like birth or this is going to sound crazy, but stick with me. You know, when you're in labor, it's like, it gets, it's so, it's so intense. It's so intense. It's so intense. You think you can't make it. And then all of a sudden you can, and you're through it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you sort of reach the next phase or something came along Mm -hmm. that shifted things for Mm -hmm. you sort of beyond your control. And recently I've been feeling a lot like, for me, I just, I, it's almost like I have to open up and let go when I get to the point where I'm that mm, off the rail. Like a surrendering. Kind of. Yeah. And then usually what happens is, you know, a client wants to shift gear or Stephen's schedule frees up and I'm, you know, able to do something a little bit different. Or um, I think that I'm, I need a push. I'm not always very good. I need someone else. And, you know, a lot of times, definitely my husband and the kids and other people are really good at sort of, helping nudge me when yeah. I get to that point. But I do think it's the thing that I have to work on the most is consciously trying to find a way to turn things back. And, uh, and you know, now that I'm launching pump spotting, this is a good transition into Let's my, talk about, talk about my so new excitement and passion you. project. Yes. Um, please. So now that I'm launching something that is probably the biggest passion 
experience or thing that I've done for me. Um, you know, professionally, it's something that I'm just so excited about and invested in. And it really comes from a place of being able to help other mothers and, um, all that, that I think it's starting that by nature of that, it's starting to get me to think about, well, how do I shift my time and energy different so that that. I have it for something that's so important and so special and, Mm. and trying to prioritize that, um, because it really feels connected to my kids and it feels really important. And so you're probably wondering what pump spotting is. I know. Is. So I was about to say, <laughs> let's share. I want you to share what it is. But before you jump into that, just a note, I love that you're that you're able in your work to step back, Amy, and say like, you know, kind of that like um, more internal inquiry, like, you know, looking at what is feeding my core and am I still like putting my time and energy um, into the places that truly light me up um, and that you're able to recognize like, wow, pump spotting is where is where I want to be mm-hmm. putting even more of that. Um, so perfect. Like tell us about it because it's absolutely, it's awesome. So I can't wait. Go ahead. Yeah. It's also, it feels a bit, you know, one of my favorite things when, when you're teaching yoga is the, you know, the, the you're always telling us to picture a color mm. and sort of imagine it seeping into those places that need the extra support, the extra stretching, sort of the extra care. And I think sometimes it feels, I love that metaphor visually in my head. I I think about that all the time, but I do think sometimes I feel about that color and what is that color and where in my life does it need, where do I need to spread that color a bit more? And so, um, for pump spotting, I think the color is teal because that's the brand love, yes, colors. That's exactly what I was just envisioning. Teal, that's so teal and you. orange. Um, so pump spotting is I essentially it's a, it's um, a a mobile app that I'm creating, and hopefully, you know, beyond that, going to be sort of a space for moms to come together around the act of breastfeeding, of nursing, and pumping, and. You know, I like to think of it as Facebook meets Yelp for breastfeeding moms. And, uh, you know, in a world of bathroom clo- bathrooms and broom closets and all the places that women often are forced to go to express milk or to pump when you're trying to nurse your babies, especially if you're a working mother, or even just, you know, want to get away or get out. Um, the world is still coming around to being built to support that. And mm-hmm. I... I spent, my work is here in Maine, but I travel to California quite a bit, very frequently for work, um, you know, oftentimes every month. And so when I was doing that and nursing my son, I had to do a lot of pumping in some crazy places. What's one of them? Give us an example. I think probably the craziest place I pumped was, you know, up at 40,000 feet. You know, I was on a seven hour flight and I was between two businessmen in the middle seat and you just, it takes long enough to pump that there was no part of me that wanted to go in the bathroom and sort of take that up for other people and feel the stress and anxiety of people needing to get in. I'm feeling like I'm sweating right now just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I put on my cover and I pumped just between the two men in the seats and I think they thought it was very awkward and I felt very awkward, but then at the Mm. same time it was sort of empowering to feel as though, you know, you just um, do what you need to do. And I did everything. I mean, I, I shipped over a hundred ounces of frozen breast milk back when I had to go for long periods of time. And, wow. you know, I'm not alone in doing this. There's so no, many moms no, totally. out there who are, who are doing this and doing really amazing things. And I think um, I just felt really compelled to create a space because part of that, you know, you want to find places to pump that feel cozier that, you know, sometimes you're between flights and you need to find a a space quickly and you, you know you want to look to other mothers to figure that out and make that happen uh and at the same time you know you want to I felt that there needed to be you know there's a few platforms out there that do it but 
I wanted to create something that's more about the connection piece of it. Yes. And it's not just where do we pump or nurse, but who else is doing it? Who's around me that I can tap into? This community. Like there's this, like, I feel like this tribe of people. Yeah. 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 And I think I feel really fortunate to have had, you know, you and so many people supporting my journey as a mother, especially as a nursing mother early on. And I went through a lot being what I like to call a working nursing traveling mother and figuring that out. And I think, you know, I had to do a lot of searching for resources and people and just felt really compelled that I saw a way it could be done to bring people together. And so that's why I created pump spotting. And I'm, I'm just really hopeful that it, like I said, that it's a bright light for moms and it's yes, something totally. useful and that it, it feels good and that it really starts to shift you know, the way we connect and the way we experience uh, nursing because it's so hard in general and pumping, which is not fun in any yeah. shape or form, but it's it's also empowering and I want moms to feel really good about that. And I, I'm just really excited to have something out there in the world that allows me to kind of give back to mothers the way I received so much support. And so, yeah, I think that's we're- awesome, Amy. I love that, you know, the idea, I mean, just what you're talking about before, like you're pumping. I mean, gosh, I, I will say like, I didn't, I really didn't love it. Um, mm-hmm. And for you to create this framework around it, that is, it's like tapping into it feeling like a lot more comfortable and at ease, like finding the places that are going to allow you to be the most, um, again, comfortable and, and bringing a little bit of sense of empowerment back to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then- connecting to other women. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so fabulous. Yeah. And it's just fun. You know, it's fun for me because I think I had such a personal experience myself Yeah, and I'm, you know, my, my son is now moving beyond that, which is so bittersweet for him to get to that. that. Yeah. Point. But I think, um, it's a really fun for me to be able to see so many posts from other moms and comments. And I'm just really excited. There was um, a good friend of mine who uh, was pumping in a dairy barn for, for work. And she, she wrote the loveliest post on the platform. You know, some of the, the beta testers who are using it about feeling akin to the cows in the other room. Oh, I and, love and it. That's so perfect. And I just, um, <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to, to having moms get their hands on it and yeah. just, I'm very excited to see other people experience it and hope that everybody finds something good in it. Really explore it. You must have had fun coming up with different names for things around it. Like, how did you come up with pump spotting? I love that. I, you know, I don't even know. It just, it just hit me hit one you. day. Yeah. yeah. I really had this vision of what it was. And I like, it, you know, sometimes you just wake up and there it is. It's aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 For me. And, you know, because I work in the world of social media, right. I immediately searched because no one had any of the handles on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook or Twitter or any of Pinterest, none of the platforms. I just thought that's it. And yeah. And then um, I found what's really cool is that I've been working with women for this whole project. And so Lindsay, who developed the app, is just brilliant and yes. beautiful. And yes. you connected me. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that worked out. I, I couldn't know. think of any. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect connection. Just our universe. It, it really was. I mean, she is taking care of this app the same way I am, which really means a lot because technology is challenging. And this is a complex ask I've asked of her. And um you know, I think I do this a lot in my day job, but now to be building a, a business or something that's my own, you have a really clear vision of what you want it to be mm. and how you want to bring yeah. it to life. And I think to a great extent, it will be successful most when it really is the vision that I see and, you know, that it stays true to the personality I hope to bring it and, and where it is. But then to need to rely on someone so much yeah. to make it happen 
uh, is scary. Yeah. For and me. to be able to trust that person that they're going to yeah. be able to help you really live out your expectation and your dreams with it. So Amy, share who Lindsay is since we mentioned her. Yeah. So Lindsay Whitmer Collins is an app developer. She's out in California and she's just the most kind hearted, talented. She's, a, she's so brilliant, so brilliant. And she, uh, you introduced me to her, you know, I was looking for someone. I had this vision for so long floating around in my head and I was really looking for someone to bring it to life. And you mentioned Lindsay and I got on a phone call from her and from day one, we just really connected and she really saw the vision. And, you know, I think she does, she's doing all kinds of interesting mobile app development and, and she's got some great resources out there for people who want to get into the space and learn more about it and really know. But at the same time, we've kind of established a great working relationship where we really, I think she's added elements to it that I never would have thought of that really bring it to life. And we, you know, we piggyback off one another so well in, in terms of what we're building. And then her lead developer who who is building it, Sonia, is pregnant. That's so, so there's this That's lovely so cool. That's amazing. synergy yeah. around all the good vibes that are going into creating it. And yeah, I think today I'm that it's, you know, been approved at the app store. So we're Woohoo we're, That's such we're a huge so celebration. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm so I'm so excited for you. That's well, amazing. I love and it must be really fun to work with other people who are just absolutely creative and in, mm. in your in your similar passion and mm-hmm. light um, with those creative minds. Like to, I imagine just as you said, like you must have been learning so much just from someone else's viewpoint on something, and then to be able to really work together and piggyback off of one another with that. I think that's my favorite thing yeah. ever. Yeah, you know when you have when you have a nugget of an idea or you're working through something, whether that's you know in my world, whether that's just trying to figure out a 140 character tweet, or yeah. you know you're trying to figure <laughs> out um, how, the functionality of how you. you you know, position the comment section on your app. It, yeah. And then someone says something that then your brain connects into or one little one little piece that sends you spinning in a different direction or is, or is exactly what you need in that moment. I think there's nothing better when creativity is building off mm. creativity. Yeah, and allowing it to truly come alive in its own way. Yeah, That's it's, so cool. it's like better than drugs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that I've not done... Not that you've done. Not that yeah. I've done them, but... Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? For me, like that's the kind of high. That's a high. Yeah. yeah. When I your team that. is together. And, yeah. and oftentimes it happens in the wee hours of the night or we joke on mm. my team that we're most creative, you know, when it gets to be like 5 p.m. And you've just been working yeah. all day. And, and suddenly things start to light up. Yeah. And you're just giddy and you're, you're yeah. slap happy and you're <laughs> sort of delirious. And that's when I, I think it's maybe because, you know, you kind of let your inhibitions and the stress go when you get to that point. And that's when yeah. sometimes the good stuff comes. I know sometimes I, I can really I can really relate to that. Sometimes I find when I'm almost like <laughs> so tired yeah. Um, and and yeah, I love that giddiness like that. My mind finally just surrenders. It's like, all right, I'm letting go. And then I'm allowed to truly land into like more intuitive um, creativity. So that's great. I love that. Yeah. The, I actually, I went um, to the Indigo Girls concert the other day as sort I of saw that, a throwback so great. to like all I those feelings I had when I was, you know, I growing know. up and their yeah. music was so emotionally powerful and resonant. Um, <laughs> but she said, uh, Amy made this great comment while she was there. She was saying, oh, I was working on this song last night and, you know, I was having trouble finishing it and working through it. And she was thinking, Oh, do I need to like, what do I need to do to kind of get through it? And she goes, and then I realized sleep deprivation is the greatest creative driver, you know, ever. <laughs> she said, you just stay up till you're crazy. And then crazy. it comes. Yeah. And I was like, that should be my motto. <laughs> like the wee hours. I actually do. Uh, one of the things about parenthood that I think that I've found really interesting is that my whole life I was definitely a morning person. 
Oh, okay. Like love to be up in the morning, the quiet space of mm-hmm. no one else up. Yeah. I did my best writing in the morning, you know, starting my day, my favorite thing. But then, you know, now having little kids and they don't, I, I'd never had great night sleepers. And so sleeping and then, you know, morning comes and I just physically cannot get out of bed because I'm yeah. too tired. And so I actually switched so that now my creative process, I actually find I'm almost best like after 11 p.m. It's sort of like I have to get get to get that to state that hump. of exhaustion. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when I get over the, the hump, it comes again. But that's been kind of interesting for me in terms of the creative process because it, it like literally I was never able to be creative at night for most of my life. And then I, you know, parenthood sort of forced me into adjusting and I was surprised yeah. Yeah, that I was yeah. able to do it. Do you find that I, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up, Amy, because I was just talking to another um, friend, entrepreneur, a woman who, um, who has also, she's, she's been in my life for gosh, like eight years now. And she mentions, she's like, Annie, why don't you? Cause I'm, the, I'm really, I can relate to what you just said. Like I love, I really cherish even now the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, I really cherish mm-hmm. those hours. And I find that my mind, like I'm really attached to being a morning person, but naturally ever since I've had kids and started core nourishment, very like it like the nighttime just that's a lot of times when I can have that kind of solid block time yeah. where I haven't scheduled where I can come alive and finish some things that I really wanted to get to so for a while I was really like struggling because I'm like I don't want to let go of the morning things so I'd burn the candle at both ends which wasn't serving me at all and you know there's so much we could dive into you know get your eight hours of sleep and <laughs> um, but that's a whole other thing we can talk about another time um but but so anyway, so I, I'm learning to embrace mm-hmm. also what you just said and allow myself to sleep in a little bit more and mm-hmm. um, and be creative when I'm feeling the most inspired as opposed to fighting it, knowing that someday I'll probably come back to um, the morning time being kind of that cherished time, if maybe. But right. so my friend was saying, she was like, well, what if you're just to go to bed and like go to bed with your kids and then set your alarm for 4 a.m. And, and she she mm-hmm. gets a lot done in mm-hmm. those first couple hours during mm-hmm. the day. And I'm like, yes, I'm, why as well just do that? Like I really, but no, it's funny how it hasn't worked for me. And so anyway, not for just, me. We're kind of going off a tangent, but it's no way. It's like it's almost like if I go to bed early, my body starts to feel sleep, mm, and yeah. then and then it just wants more of it. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I'm. That's another story, but I, I think know, you get to like I'm, a point of part sleep of me deprivation. is like health coach me wants to jump in and, and analyze sleep right, right now. So I want to turn the tables on you since you've spent so much of your life giving us brilliant health coaching advice. I mean, well, you have just as much going on as any of us. I mean, I think you're, you know, you're (laughs) juggling so many things in terms of your clients and the different types of work you're doing and kids and all that. So how do you, how do you restore? How do you take that time out for you? I love it, Amy, turning it back. Um, It's something I'm constantly kind of taking inventory on Mm. because I also love to experiment with, with all sorts of different rituals and self-care activities um, as I continue to dive into um, that same kind of work with with my clients and friends and family. Um, but right now, I'll just take you through my morning because morning mm-hmm. ritual is is really important to me. Um, I've done a lot of like research on it as well as, you know, I read about like okay, the most successful people. I think I just read Steve Jobs used to uh, wake up and um, look himself in the mirror and ask himself like, if what I'm doing today or what I did yesterday, um, like I just basically ask, like, am I living with greatest intention mm-hmm. and doing things that fuels me and, and brings me joy? And if not, um, or like with purpose, then then he switches it up. So just mm-hmm. like a real intention, like right mm-hmm. away in the morning. So right now my morning ritual is um, 
you know, and it's different. I have my kids half the time. And so if I, I try to keep it the same, but sometimes when I have the kids, I have to set my alarm a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I wake up and before I even get out of bed, I just like place a hand on my heart center and take a few deep breaths just mm-hmm. to like ground as opposed to like spiral out of bed, which I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I make my bed because to me, I'm like, okay, this is one thing that I'm doing. That's like setting the tone. That's like really like already like Woohoo, I've done something. I'm affirming myself. It feels successful. It's like setting that tone. And then I um, switched with coconut oil just for my own gum health. And um, it's also like kind of before I'm like shouting out to the world and giving through my voice. I'm just staying quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had hot water and lemon. And I usually write three things I'm grateful for. Sometimes if I carve out a little bit more time, I'll journal, kind of stream of conscious journaling. But I really try to land in gratitude to, again, set the mindset um, on something that like really present right there that I'm grateful for as well as, um, you know, out kind of our like greater outside of me, like, mm. you know, something that's giving, um, thought to, yeah, what's happening in the world and, and out in my life. And then, and then I really, I'm such a mover, as you know, like mm-hmm. I love to move my body. So a lot of times right now it's turning the music on and having a little dance party in the kitchen before, you know, while I'm making breakfast with the kids. So that kind of thing. But, and some people are listening to this and, and you might even be thinking this, Amy, and are oftentimes when I talk about morning ritual are like, Annie, I do not have any more time in my morning. There's no way, you know? And, and so I, I hear that I've definitely been there. Sometimes I can like feel people's anxiety, like, Oh God, this is just more stressful than not. So instead of feeling like you have to do all those pieces, it's like, we'll look at, um, what's one thing that you can start integrating? And maybe it's as simple as taking a few deep breaths because that lowers our stress hormones, that lands us more in presence mm-hmm. and gratitude and kind of empowerment. Um, and it also fuels our digestive system as we get ready to hopefully nourish ourselves in the morning before we right. kind of dive into our day. So um, there's such benefit with, with breathing. So just picking like one thing is usually what I say. So right now that's how I really... Um, restore and like set my energy. And then, you know, I try to weave that mindfulness in Mm -hmm. to other parts of my day. And even just right now, Amy, like landing in presence in this conversation with you, I love my work and I love being able just to hold space for people and be present with people. And then when I have my kids very similar, I'm really working hard on like really holding that sacred space with them and playing and, and igniting my like playful side and laughing and, um, they're yeah. good. They're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're good at that. I yeah. mean, I feel, yeah, they're my greatest teachers. So those are, you know, little tidbits and thank you for that's asking. That's good. No, yeah. that's, I'm taking notes Yeah, on all the things. What, what's one thing in. if you were to, if you were to add one, one thing in, what would you I, I starting think, tomorrow? I think the breathing, mm. just waking up and sort of taking a few grounding breaths and not just brushing into the day, just breathing throughout the day. I think, um, yeah, it's amazing how much I hold my breath or how, you know, the shallow breath or just yeah. the, the anxiety and, and, you know, just f- from work for me, there's a lot of needing to perform and be on. And, and a lot of that anxiety, it's sort of, I feel like my breath gets so like up and as you know, my, sh- like everything gets up in my mm-hmm. shoulders and, mm-hmm. you know, up high and all that stuff. And so I think, you know, being able to breathe, I, I, I think it's so interesting how the whole time, because, you know, when I was pregnant, I was so good about going to yoga and, and nurturing and, and just being so connected to the baby that way. And, and breathing was such a big part of that because you really breathe so much yeah. down to the baby. Mm. And so connected and the minute, the minute you have the baby, you hold your breath, you hold your breath. Will mm. they, you know, will they latch? Will they sleep? Will, you know, yeah. will, will you get through the day? It's, mm. it's crazy how all of a sudden I think, I feel like I sort of, you know, with young kids, it's amazing, but 
I've lost the ability to sort of breathe deeply. And so I think, I think you're, you're I can so handle not alone that. in that too, Amy. It is amazing. I mean, I will have to, I catch myself, you know, like when anything is feeling like, even when we're just focusing really hard on something or if things are feeling hard emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, energetically, like we, we often aren't breathing deeply enough or if we're really excited about something, it's like, so it's okay, but it's great to think like, oh, I can start just weaving this back in or even, you know what I just thought of is your pump spotting. I wonder if we could like, like build when, in. Yeah, build in breathing. Breath. Like when, okay, when you're <laughs> pumping, you know, mm-hmm. taking deep breaths, which will help with the milk letdown. And like, yeah, you know, so it's a great idea. Um, because well, I think you're right as a, as a, as a woman, as a mom, and if you've been pregnant, like, I mean, it kind of goes to the nature of a lot of what we're talking about. But it's so easy to give our energy out. Mm-hmm. You know, we think a lot even about, you know, for you, like even your clients, like you're, we're thinking about so much about how we're supporting and, and fueling and, and like mm-hmm. breathing life into these people and their visions. Um, and so when we're pregnant into our babies and then, and then they're out of us and then it's the same thing, but then they're out of us. And so we're not always, you know, yeah, which again, is, as you in. know, my work, it's like, I'm trying yes. to help, help women like find well, that again. So, and, I mean, what an easy way to win or to check off your, you know, when you take a deep breath, it's like you instantly feel better. And how totally. hard is it? You know, so yeah. it's like, it's also w- when you do that and you feel the difference, it's like a little way to feel I don't know that you're like, actually accomplishing yeah, something good for totally. yourself without the stress of like, oh my gosh, I have to run, I have to meditate. It's like, nope, I just have to I need stop a cup and of take coffee a deep to breath. energize me. Yeah, no, give yourself oh, breath. coffee. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I do love my coffee. Are you drinking coffee these days? I I love coffee. Yeah, I can't give it up. And I I found myself recently. I think it's just by nature of, it's like I'm hypercritical of people who don't drink coffee, <laughs> which is really terrible. You're you're showing but them all the research feel, that says it's I good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's the ritual. Mm. Like in the morning, yeah. it's like you know probably your ritual of hot water with lemon is better. But just the you know the smell of the coffee beans. Mm. And actually, my son is. But I think both my kids are going to be coffee drinkers. Yes. <laughs> my daughter, because she is, she just like wakes up a disaster. Mm, so she's going to, yeah. she's going to be the type that's like, where's, where's my, my black coffee? coffee? Yeah. Um, and my son, because, you know, we got a grinder and, and we're really into grinding the beans. And he says, Mel, Mel, Mel. And oh, so yeah, awesome. he wants to smell the coffee smell beans. It. As oh, you that's make the it best smell. I mean, that's awesome. Best. That'll like stick with him forever. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. He's going to be like, he's going to be that like the coffee connoisseur simulator. Yeah. when he grows up and, Mm. What have you? They're so fun. It's it. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. I feel like we've talked a lot about sort of the entrepreneur and the work side of things, but it's it's amazing how much being a mom sort of fuels the other stuff. Yeah, I want to hear that. I really want it. Um, and you've said it a little bit, but and it sounds like with pump spotting, it was really a catalyst for you. Um, but with that, can I talk about one thing? Because this is bringing up this line of you. I don't know. This should look. I be afraid? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm thinking yes. about the line between private and public, mm. um, and with your work. So you mentioned a comment earlier about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, this is this is how like I want to come across to the world, mm-hmm. right? Which is such a tricky line with social media because I think I catch myself the same thing, like. I believe that whole idea of like what we put out there, energy, you know, that vibration is what we'll receive back. And so of course I want to fuel the positive. I want to like inspire other people. I want to share, Mm -hmm. you know, authentic, uh, authentic, my brain, you know, I want (laughs) to authentically, what? Authentically. (laughs) Authentically. Yes. (laughs) I was about to say authenticity, but anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, And yet um, also learning to share the struggles or the vulnerability. And for you as a blogger, because I know you have your blog also, Mm -hmm. um, and, and then like with pump spotting, I see that, that like ability for you, which is beautiful, Amy, because you are so authentic. You are so 
real. And I love, I'm really drawn to your energy that way and in your sharing and how it's connected you to your work. So, so your kids and your family and be, becoming a mom, being a catalyst for your work, how do you see that light and what are your thoughts around like finding that line between sharing more of like you um, as opposed to like, okay, wait, I want to be this professional, like, you know, like, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of rambling in that. No, but what I, are your- yeah. I'm following. I think, for, I think for me, the personal and the professional are so joined together that I can't do one without the other. And I think there are certainly respectful lines they think about often, you know, how much is sharing too much of my kids or sharing too much of our personal story. Um, But I think to some extent, I think this, like the pump spotting story is the story of my son and daughter Mm. as much as it's, you know, the story, because that's me. I mean, I think more and, and I also think some of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, for example, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with this uh, planning notebook called the get to work book. It's, amazing and beautiful. And for those of us who, you know, like lists and certain things like that, but Elise Joy, the the woman who founded it, I also really love following her on Instagram because she gives such an, such a glimpse of being an entrepreneur and a mother in a way that I can so connect to and relate with. And it doesn't feel like oversharing of her kids. It Mm. feels like relatability in terms of what my life looks like and that there's other people who similarly do it. And so I think I'm starting to think more and more, especially in terms of what I write and what I share about how my kids and my family and my journey is in like finding the nugget in it that really means something, but that it connects to something broader Mm, that everyone can relate to. So using, using them when it feels personally you know, resonant, but, but using them in a way to really bring out something we all want to talk about or be connected to and not so much like, Hey, here's my kids and here's my life. Cause you know, yeah, who cares about that? I mean, want, yeah, you know, it, it's not about me. It's more about trying to share my version of being a working entrepreneurial, passionate mom and, and hoping that it sort of connects or finds a way for other people to tie into. And I, you know, I don't always get it right. I'm sure I overshare people are, you know, sick of certain, certain things, but I think, um, there's going to be that everywhere though. You yeah. Know? I, I feel that like your energy and your heart in that is so beautiful in the sense that, because you're right, like that connectivity piece that being able to relate mm-hmm. is what, is what people are drawn to is what in, allows people to, then open up in their voice and their way around right. similar things where other, where sometimes there's that kind of feeling of, Oh, I need to hide in this or, you know, we do like we yeah. can hide. And so it's that opening up that I think is great. Yeah. And it invites people. It does. And you know, some of the, well, one thing I have to say is, is now that I'm a mom, I actually never get tired of seeing other people's kids mm. like to see, to see people's joy in their kids and their family. Yeah. It just, it makes me endlessly happy. And so I don't know, it's, that's a strange thing that never happened until I had kids of my own. I mm-hmm. think beforehand, I never would have thought that. So in some ways I don't mind opening up a social platform and seeing so many people sharing their moments with their kids. Cause it feels, I get that. I, I appreciate sort of the, the, the joy and the connection and, and I, and I relate to that. And so I, so I like that. Um, piece of it and I and some of the the things that I've shared the most through pump spotting you know being able to take my kids for example I, I um, am so fortunate to work for some great clients and you know Amy's Kitchen and um, Patagonia and they, they're so open to families that they allow me to bring my kids sometimes when I, I travel to California and um, that's so exciting yeah it's so fun. Oh, it's just, talk about adventures it's amazing for them. every company should be that supporting. supportive that's um, awesome Amy 
Yeah, and my kids are definitely becoming big travelers. They love to play airplane and travel. The and best way to learn about life and yeah. staying curious and eye-opening. And it's so awesome. It's absolutely cool. It's fun. We make it work. It's a little chaotic, but I'm sure. <laughs> we make it work. Um, but, but, you know, I posted a picture while I was there of, of essentially nursing and being, you know, on a call out on a stoop in San mm. Francisco. And um, it was, for me, such a glorious moment of the fusion of motherhood and entrepreneurship and you know, everything coming together and it got, that's one of the highest engagement I got because I think other people have been there or can relate to that. And, and can they're see seeing that. you, they're mm-hmm. seeing like you, you Amy in it. Like that's where, that's where it came from. That's where it birthed out of like, that's, that's absolutely, that's so cool. So I think about sharing things like that, but also, you know, then I think a lot about, making sure to not share too much. And, you know, my hope over time, I mean, I, I, we started this talking about stories and I said that part of the, the, um, onus for me getting into the work that I'm in is the love of telling other people's stories. And I think that, um, you know, right now as I'm launch, launching pump spotting and really building, it stems from my journey and me and, you know, what I wanted to build, but I think I'm starting to really already set the tools in motion for how to share it to be about everyone else's stories yeah, and yeah. how I, you know, invite submissions and how I'm going to, uh, with the blogs and through Instagram, start to really open that up to be more about other people rather than me. And uh, I mean, that's the hope that is that this is the great connector. And, and so I think, um, you know, you probably see less of me and more of other people. And I think that's a really good thing. That'll be growth. That's awesome, Amy. I am so excited for you. I mean, just where having had the just opportunity and really like honor of knowing you for gosh, how many years now? It's been I don't know, a long time, seven, eight years. Yes, because you. I started. I just love that you're sort of you've been part of every piece. You know, Mm -hmm. I prenatal yoga with my daughter and then um you know postnatal and then prenatal yoga with my son and then before van heron creative before all of that and annie oh you used to come over and hold my son while i did yoga which such a treat you know it makes me teary i love those moments such an honor and but i just want to say like you you just being here and present and being able to share your journey um, is is so beautiful and I'm so grateful just to have you open up and and really share in raw honesty about you know the ebbs and flows and this dance that we talked about and I love for you seeing being a witness and, and observing how that fusion of two incredible aspects of who you are really coming alive with being a mom and with absolutely loving your mission and your work I keep calling it a mission because I do I see it more than just work for you it's like as you said it's part of your life it's mm a big part of you. So it's so cool. And I can't wait to see, like, I just can't wait to see you continue to shine. So thank you for being here. Oh, such a joy, such a lovely conversation. And thanks for, for asking me to take time to talk and, and for bringing such light. It's been fun. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Annie. 